today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We've certainly talked at length on this show about North and South Korea and, of course, uh, Trump's rhetoric involving all of this, the Olympics and and so on and so forth, and and the missile testing that's gone on uh, in the past. Uh, But there's certainly been a different tide uh, since the Olympics, or as we draw closer to the Olympics. Uh, Of course, uh, it was announced uh, a while ago that uh, North Korea would be participating and, and involved with South Korea in the Olympics and such. Now North Korea is calling for a reunification with South Korea after a joint meeting of parties. The country says that all Koreans should promote contact, travel, and cooperation. What is going on? And uh, has somebody slipped something into Kim Jong-un's Kool-Aid? Let's bring in Jack Kim, Senior Advisor, Hand Voice. He is on the line with us now. Jack, thanks for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. So how are, forget about how every, uh, the rest of the world is interpreting this, how are Koreans, both North and South, interpreting, interpreting this? Uh, it, it's, they've certainly seen it before. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, we're watching the same movie again. It's like Groundhog, Groundhog Day. And uh, I, it's hard to tell how North Koreans are, are viewing this because it's hard to gauge North Korean sentiment. What we are, are portrayed by the North Korean regime is what we get, is what we see. Uh, South Koreans, I mean, they, they are optimistic. Uh, they've seen this movie before, but it's an optimistic one. It's not a, <laughs> it's not a down, downturner in any way. So uh, I think South Koreans are optimistic, but they, they also know that this could all be for diddly squat and it could be all be for show as well. What's different now? Why should they view this situation any different than those in the past? Well, I, I, from my perspective, I think the, the the situation now is a little bit more dire when we're talking about nuclear buttons and ICBMs and uh, and in general nuclear war. The alternative to this, which is talking and kind of swallowing some of the North Korean propaganda that comes out, like we want unification, uh, basically is probably a cost of doing business to get the North Koreans to the table uh, to actually talk about these important things. Uh, so far, they haven't. Everything is very sentimental. It's, oh, we want to be all together, marching under the same flag. We haven't gotten to the nuts and bolts of the issue, but maybe this is the ante into it. What does North Korea mean when it says it calls for unific- unification with the South? I- I'm sure their interpretation of it is different than the South's. Yeah, historically speaking, uh, North Korea has always had a policy of reunification, uh, which led to the Korean War uh, mm. and them um, uh, in, invading the South uh, in, in 1950. And that policy really has not gone away on an official level. They've always, uh, at least from a rhetoric perspective, uh, been of the, of the opinion that they need to reunify the South under their own terms, i.e. under Kim Jong-un. Uh, what's different, I think, in this pronouncement is uh, the ability to travel, uh, they know that opening up their borders could mean their doom as well. So I'd be interested to see if they actually follow up on that. But uh, otherwise, uh, the rhetoric still stands that they want to communize the, the South. Uh, but from a practical perspective, uh, military, economic, culturally speaking, I, I have to think that the folks in Pyongyang know that that's not possible. Uh, considering, you know, we, we certainly have heard the stories and the tragic stories of, of families that have been separated and, and, and broken up and dispersed and such. Uh, this must be an incredibly sensitive issue uh, for South Koreans. And, and every time, it would seem that every time you bring up unification, it's almost teasing them. 
Yeah, there there are hundreds of thousands of individuals in South Korea who originally fled during the Korean War, and my family being one of them. And they uh, they've been trying to get in touch with their relatives uh, ever since that division happened. It's it's incredibly difficult to do so. And for those who have fled the North, uh, you have to go into these lotteries uh, when these family reunification uh, events happen, and they don't happen very often. Uh, otherwise, you you really don't have much contact, and so it, as you mentioned, it is a tease uh, for the rest of the population that may not have popu- uh, relatives in the in the north. It, you kind of get desensitized to this all. Oh, like the North Koreans are up to their shenanigans again. Oh, there could be war. Oh, okay, and and mainly because if there is a war, most South Koreans do recognize that it would be general, it'd be complete, it may be the end of the Korean people. So. Uh, it, there is a bit of uh, like a nonchalant type of uh, attitude towards this all, especially the closer you get to the DMZ. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.